What's up guys, it's Jacob and it is 2022. Welcome back to my podcast where I talk about my life as an English teacher living in Tokyo. What's up guys, it is March 16th and it is a beautiful spring day here in Tokyo. And I just finished a lesson with one of my students and I was asking her, what do you think I should talk about on my next podcast? And we discussed it for a little bit and I decided I'm gonna talk about what I've learned as an English teacher living in Tokyo. It's been about two years since I moved here and I've learned so many different things, especially from my students. Because of my job, private lessons, because of what I do, I have so many different students. I have different ages, I have people from different places, Kanto, Kansai, Kyushu, Hokkaido, every place in Japan, I have a student. And because of that, of course, everyone has different opinions, everyone has different experiences. I've actually learned probably 10 times more from my students than they have actually learned from me which I think is crazy because of course, I'm the one teaching them English. But the amount of things I've learned about life and culture and traveling abroad is just amazing. Um, the student that I just talked to, she's actually located in Australia. And a lot of people have been asking me, Jacob, why do you have students that are living in English speaking countries taking your lessons? And I thought about it. And I think one of the reasons is that I don't teach just English. I teach communication. And I think for some of my students who live in the UK or America or Australia, some of them don't have the communication skills, but they have the English skills. So communicating in English and Japanese is different, right? So I think they're trying to build their communication skills in English specifically. So that's one of the reasons I have students who are living in English speaking countries. I've actually learned a lot about stress recently. I have a few students who are yoga instructors and they've been teaching me a lot about breathing or uh, how they relax or how they meditate. Um, it's been really great to hear those kinds of stories. I also have a lot of nurses as students and they're always talking about health or if I say that I'm sick or if I say I have a headache or I got injured in basketball, they always tell me, you need to go to the hospital, you need to see a doctor, you need to go to the clinic. Um, it's been a great reminder uh, for me to take care of my health, um, not just physical health, but also mental health and all of those kinds of things. Um, of course, living in a city like Tokyo, there's so many people and dealing with stress can be really difficult. So it's really nice to hear from my students who are moms, my students who are nurses, my students who do whatever, hearing a different uh, side really, really helps me come up with new ways to improve my life and improve my everyday uh, lifestyle.
I think another funny thing that I've learned is about Japanese culture. This one's really funny because we just had setsubun. And of course, I know a little bit about setsubun. We throw beans at the oni, at the demons, and we eat ehomaki and stuff like that. But I didn't know where this tradition came from. And one of my students actually told me it's a Kansai tradition. And in Kansai, they also hang a iwashi or a sardine on their door、um, to keep away the evil spirits, I guess. And when I went to a setsubun kind of party with my friends in Tokyo, I was saying, like, yeah, hey,、uh, this is a Kansai thing, right? And they were like, what? I didn't even know that. And I thought, oh, one of my students told me about that recently. And they're like, wow, like, Jacob, I was like, oh, yeah, because I get information from my students every time there's an event. I ask them, what did you do on Setsubun? What did you do on Valentine's Day? So I'm learning a lot of the differences between Japan and Canada. But I'm also learning stuff that maybe Japanese people don't even know yet. And I think that's really funny, but also really, really great. And it improves my, improves my experience in Japan so much. Another one of the things that I've learned from my students is about kind of nightlife or drinking culture. And one of my students, she plays jazz music in a live house、um, every weekend. And it's really, really cool because I don't think I would be able to hear that kind of information or that kind of、uh, stuff if I didn't have a student or if I wasn't really into jazz music. So I think that's awesome. I also have a student,、uh, she loves beer. So every lesson, We talk about what new beer she tried.、Um, of course, I'm from Canada and craft beer is extremely popular, super, super popular. So I always try to give her recommendations. She gives me recommendations. And then I found out she also likes imo jochu. And imo jochu is also one of my favorite drinks. So we kind of、uh, laugh about that and talk about that. Um, it's always nice to get recommendations for things that you like, things that you enjoy. And a lot of people are surprised.、Um, they ask me, Jacob, like, you're really close with your students.、Um, you really know a lot about them. And I always say that it's really important to connect with your students on a daily life level because. If they do move to a different country or if they do use that English, it will be in a very casual, very normal setting. Like people will ask you, hey, what's your favorite beer?、Uh, mine, if it's Japanese beer, I prefer Puremoruka、uh, Ebisu.、Uh, And yeah, it's, it's a very normal thing to talk about. What kind of beer do you like? What kind of food do you like?、Um, so I think it's really important. To ask questions that will give your students a chance to open up. And it's really nice to see that my students are opening up more and more as people, 
not just as English learners, but I feel like they're more comfortable communi uh, communicating now than they were six months ago when they started. And to me, that really helped me learn more about improving my Japanese uh, because I realized that learning Japanese is not only about studying new vocabulary or memorizing kanji. It's a lot about learning about Japanese culture, learning about Japanese people. The more time I spend in Japan, the more I'm learning Japanese, but it's not because I'm studying anymore. It's because the culture really, really affects the language. In English, we're a lot more open, a lot more casual than Japanese. We don't even have keigo toka. We have formal English, but it's not the same as using keigo or songkeigo uh, like Japanese. And I think in English, we're also able to share our opinions a lot more openly than Japanese. In Japanese, it's not difficult. Um, whereas in English, we kind of just say our opinion and the other person responds and we keep going. And in Japanese, I feel like sometimes people hold back too much. But I'm noticing with my students, as they're learning English, they as a person are opening up, which is allowing them in English or Japanese to speak more openly. And I think that is more important than learning the language. I think learning the communication skill is really, 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 really valuable. Because if your communication skills are high, then we can talk and we can have fun with people from any country. And as a Canadian, we have so many people from different countries. So I think that's kind of one of my specialties. Whereas with people in Japan, most of Japan is Japanese people. So I think it might be a little bit difficult to uh, understand other cultures in the beginning. Uh, so I'm really, really happy to see all of my students improving. But I'm actually happy for myself because I'm learning a lot more about Japanese culture and about what people of different ages think. For example, when I have a topic, I might ask the same question to my eight-year-old student that I do to my daigakuseno student. Or I will ask the same question to my yoga teacher student. And they're all different ages and in different lifestyles. So of course they have different answers. But it's really interesting for me to get all of that information. Um, I think it's fantastic. Uh, what I'm able to do over here. I'm really, really lucky. I love everyone who listens to my podcast. I love everyone who watches my videos on Instagram. I think this has been probably the most interesting experience of my life, uh, living in Tokyo during coronavirus, during um, this world pandemic. It's been surprisingly amazing for me. I was really nervous in the beginning. I came here, I thought 
I could watch the Olympics. I thought I'm gonna sell sneakers、um, in Atomosu or Nike or Adidas. But now I get recognized on the street、um, because I'm not famous, but I think a lot of people know my face from Instagram.、Um, and sometimes it's funny. The other day I got recognized in the elevator. It was kind of awkward because the girl was pretty close to me and she was looking at me. And once we stepped out of the elevator, we got off. On the same floor, and I was speaking to my friend in English, and she goes, Ah, yapari jacob this ne. And I was like, Oh, that's why she's looking at me from Instagram.、Um, it's been funny how I have changed my life from、uh, just a guy who wanted to travel to Japan to someone that found a passion teaching. And it, it's been awesome that it became success on Instagram. Another funny story is I went out with two of my friends、um, around Christmas time. And I hadn't seen them for about six months. And they asked me, Jacob, what do you do? I said, Oh, I make Instagram videos and I teach private lessons. And yeah, I'm just helping people learn English. And they're like, wow, that's, that's great. And I told them, like, yeah, actually, I have about 2万人フォロワーぐらい And they're like, wow, so do people know you on the street? And I said, yeah, probably 100回ぐらい About 100 times I've been recognized in Tokyo. And they're like, え100回 Like 100? え絶対嘘絶対嘘 And I was like, no, no, like, I'm serious. Like, it's probably about a hundred times. And they were like, yeah, 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 ありえない And they're like, なんか5回ぐらいと思ったけど yeah, 100回はありえない So I was like, oh, okay, like, whatever. So right after we finished eating dinner, the best thing happened. The girl standing behind us while we were paying recognized me. So she was like, eh? <laughs> so I was like, oh my gosh, she recognized me. So then my friends were like, holy shit. So I told my friends, yo, you take the picture. So they were taking the picture while I'm laughing. And I told them, Hora, Hora itta yo ne. and they're like, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I believe you, I believe you.、Um, but yeah, that was a funny story. It's been great、uh, here living in Tokyo.、Um, yeah. Anyways, those are some things I've learned as a teacher in Japan. I'm really appreciative of all my students. I learn something new from all of them every single day about culture, about、uh, parenting, about、um, all sorts of small things. Even they give me osume for snacks, they give me osume for osake, they give me osume for everything. Um, so, I always go to great restaurants. I always go to nice bars. I always get the cheapest meat from the supermarket. Um, yeah, anyways, guys, that's the podcast for today. Thank you for listening as always.
Thank you again so much for listening today. If you enjoyed the podcast, please check out the other episodes I have. And if you're interested in more English content or just hearing about my life in Tokyo, please check out my Instagram at English with Jacob. English with Jacob. I love you guys and see you next time.